Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The title of the message is The Next Generation. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read 1 Samuel 2.17. Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. But Samuel ministered before the Lord. In our text today, it shows us two very different ways to raise the next generation. We see two different families, two different philosophies, and we see two different outcomes. Now, you know, there are a lot of voices about how to raise the next generation. If you're a parent or a grandparent, everybody has an opinion. Uh, We see these two families and what they do. And let's look at verse 11. It says, Then Elkanah went to the house of Ramah, But the child, that's speaking of Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli, the priest. So first of all, we see Samuel, his parents, Elkanah and Hannah, and uh, we were reading about that on Wednesday night, that their parents, uh, Samuel's parents loved the Lord. They went to the tabernacle worshiping the Lord. Samuel's worshiping the Lord from a very young age, five years old. He's, he's, he's worshiping the Lord and, and his family loves the Lord and puts the Lord first. Now, secondly, we read about another family. Look at verse 12. Now, the sons of Eli were corrupt and they did not know the Lord. Now, Eli was the priest at the tabernacle, and Hophnia and Phinehas were his children, and they were raised in a very religious environment, but they didn't know the Lord. Now, I don't know if you know anybody who's religious, but they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, that's the case with this particular uh, two boys. In verse 17, it says, Therefore, the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. So uh, Hophni and Phinehas, uh, their sins was very great. And uh, they were working at the temple and they were conducting themselves in such a way that people didn't want to come to church or come to the tabernacle and worship the Lord. Now, on the other hand, Samuel, he was serving the Lord and doing great things. In verse 22, it says, Now Eli was very old when he heard everything his sons did to all Israel and how that they lay with women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And... Verse 26, the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor, both with the Lord and men. So we have this contrast of these two families. They lived in the same country at the same time. They went to the same church, if you will. (laughs) It was the tabernacle. And they were raised completely different. Hophnia and Phinehas, uh, the two sons of Eli, uh, their dad was the priest. And then Samuel was raised by his parents, Elkanah and Hannah. Now, this section of Scripture teaches us how important it is for God's people to raise our children God's ways, because it has an enormous impact on God's church, on the community, on the country. And we're going to see how these two of these boys, they cause people not to want to worship God. And then we see Samuel, who really had a great impact for the kingdom of God. Now, I don't know if you consciously think about it, but when you look at society and you see what's going on, statistically, everything can be traced back to the deterioration of the family. Now, if you're a single parent, I know that's a difficult situation. Or if you're divorced and, and you share custodies with your kids, I think the judges who do that, I don't understand it. But, uh, or maybe you didn't get saved till your kids were already grown up. Uh, and I understand all of that. You know, as a young child, I grew up 
in a uh, dysfunctional family, divorce, right? Uh, I, my mom was a, a single parent for a while. We didn't go to church, and, uh, and I know what that looks like. And so I am very familiar with what it looks like to not follow the Lord and to, to be in that camp. Now, I don't want to put a trip on anybody today, uh, but we just want to bring attention to the value and the gigantic impact that parents have on their children's life. You know, when my kids were little, I didn't really have this concept or understanding that I was going to have a great influence in their life. In fact, if someone were to say to me, you are going to be the greatest influence for their life for good or bad, I would have said, no, I'm not. I'm just their dad. Who's that? That's nobody, right? I mean, and you don't realize that parents have such an impact. And then as I got older and started reading about all of the sociological studies that, that tell us that kids grow up and act like their parents, right? And they do what their parents do. Now, maybe you're a grandparent here and, uh, and you know, your children are grown up, but you have grandkids. We're just to that place now where society's falling apart. And we have a certain segment of society who tells us we don't need what the Bible says, mom and dad raising the kids. We don't need that. We can just have mom do it or just have dad do it. Or we all need to be consciously aware that we have an influence on the next generation. For maybe you're here and you're singing, you're like, Pastor Bob, I don't have any kids. Well, you have an influence on the teenagers, right? When you see young people, you have an influence on their life. They look at you like, if you're a college student, then, you know, people in high school are like, ooh, the college student. We all have an impact. Grandparents have a huge impact, you know, on their grandkids. You know, when I was a kid, my grandma was my favorite person in the whole world, right? Because, you know, she prayed for me and she let me do whatever I want. So I, my, grandpa, my grandparents were, I loved it, right? And, and grandparents have a huge impact on grandkids, and I think it's important to understand this because sometimes teenagers get to this place where they can't talk to their parents. I mean, I think it's just part of growing up. Every one of us had it, right? I can remember being 16 and thinking my dad was the dumbest person on the planet, right? And every kid kind of goes through that. But at the same time, you can talk to your grandparents. So I think it's important for grandparents to have good relationships with their grandkids. But it's important that we all recognize that there is a generation of people growing up who don't who don't understand God's ways. And it isn't the default, right? We have to be taught. We have to be trained. And God is very concerned about the family. And when you think about what's going on in society, if you read the news and you see people who are being disrespectful, you know, when I would watch in the last couple years news reports where people would be spitting at police officers or throwing stuff at them or cursing at them and they just stand there and do nothing. I mean, it's like, wow, how did we get there? And everybody, it's a mystery. Like, how did our society become disrespectful towards authority? Well, it's, it has a lot to do with the family unit. Now, God takes raising children very seriously. And in fact, in the Bible, when you think about it, it's one of God's top 10 commandments, right? It's in his top 10. In Exodus 20, verse 12, it says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So God tells us in his top 10 commandments from way back that children need to honor their father and mother. Now we're going to see in our text today that one family put in practice, the other family did not. And from God's perspective, it is a very serious matter teaching our children to honor and respect their parents. Now I, I grew up in a my dad was in the military and we weren't Christians, but you know he understood authority and and, and so you know there was just this idea that I need to respect my parents. But even as a non-Christian, my dad understood that there needs to be a level of respect towards parents. Now, uh, we were non-Christian, heathens, never went to church, but at least we understood that there needs to be respect. Now, the Bible tells us in the last days that this is going to be prolific. In, in Romans chapter 1, it says, uh, in verse 28, and even as they did not retain 
God, in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. In verse 30, it tells us what they do in the last days. Backbiting, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Right? That, that is something that God sees as not good. In 2 Timothy 3, in the, uh, uh, verse 1, it tells us, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. So the Bible tells us this is a big deal. And we live in a time that is characterized by disobedience and rebellion. In fact, in our society, we have politicians that encourage people to be rebellion, rebellious, right? And, and really, if you were to say, what do you think characterizes many of the young people growing up in our society? Well, probably not our neck of the woods, but, you know, in the big cities in America, rebellion, deceitfulness, sexual immorality, all those things are promoted and encouraged. Yet the Bible tells us those things are destructive for the family. Now, uh, that's the world that the next generation is growing up in, and they desperately need to see the right way. And so this is the world where we as believing uh, Christians are trying to raise our godly children. You know, social media, movies, music, all those things, they are not telling people, children, you need to obey your parents. When you think about Jesus, he's our example as a Christian. Remember when Jesus, uh, they went to the uh, the, the temple, and remember they lost Jesus for a while, and then the parents said, hey, where were you? What were you doing? And then I love this verse, and I shared it with my kids. I didn't write it down, but uh, it, it says, Jesus submitted to his parents. Now, if there was ever a teenager who was smarter than his parents, it was Jesus, right? But he modeled for us, submit to your parents, right? And I'm here to tell you, I grew up in a home where my parents let me do whatever I wanted when I was a teenager. And, uh, I don't know if it's good for me to tell you what they let me do, like as a seventh grader, uh, but um, yeah, a lot, just, and it's not good, right? And, and so, you know, my dad and I reflect on my childhood, and he, and he always will say, well, you did this and did that and did this, and then I'm like, well, dad, you never took me to church, and you didn't tell me right and wrong. I'm just monkey see, monkey do. I was watching you, right? And so, uh, now, he stops talking when, we, when I say that. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about, well, you stole, you know, anyway, whatever I did, right? But, but it's so true, I, you know, and I just see the difference that I grew up in a home where I got to do whatever I wanted because some parents think that's showing love to your kids, but I can't hear to tell you it is not. And then my kids grew up in a home where they would say to me, well, Dad, why are you so restrictive? And I said, well, look, it's not me. It's just the Bible. We're Christians, and <laughs> this is what the Bible says, and God says those things are bad, so because I love you, I don't want you to do those things. And they're like, uh, anyway, but, uh, right, they, they were raised in a different way. Now, the lesson from these two families, look at verse 12. It says, now the sons of Eli were corrupt, and they did not know the Lord. I think the first lesson that all of us need to take to heart uh, is that they knew religion, but they did not have a personal relationship with God. We need to evangelize our children. Whether you are a parent or a grandparent, we need to make sure that our kids know the Lord. It's our responsibility as a parent to bring our kids to a personal relationship with Jesus. Hophnia and Phinehas grew up in a very religious home in the tabernacle. They were as close as you could get to, you know, God, and yet they didn't have a personal relationship with God. This is important to understand. Just because someone comes to church doesn't mean that you have a relationship with God. You have to recognize that we are sinners, that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our sin, that we could have eternal life. They knew about religion, but they didn't have a personal relationship with God. The Bible says that the demons know about God's word and tremble, but that doesn't mean that they have a relationship with God or going to heaven. <clears throat> and so as a parent, I need to be reminded that it's my responsibility to lead my children into a personal relationship with the Lord. And I would ask them, 
through all the stages of life. Elementary school, hey, you, you know Jesus, do you have invite him in your life? You know, junior high, high school, whatever. And, and certainly, you know, bringing them to church is so important. But Sunday school and youth ministry are here to reinforce what families are teaching and training at home. It needs to start at home. Sharing the Lord with your kids is the most loving thing any parent can do, right? To invite Jesus in your life. And then begin to teach him God's word and say, look, you know, here's what God's word said. Ephesians 6.1, you know, children obey your parents. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will